We're back, the Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking emerging <laughs> media, cannabis, blockchain, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athua Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. Here we're three we brothers. We're starting off, off on fire right now. Sneakle de Mayo, papi, man. This is all your day, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> we'll explain that in a moment. Uh, uh, Anthony's our dear half Finish half the intro, American, man. Latino. Finish the intro. Man, I, why do you sound like you're like calling from long distance, like some other country, yelling into the <laughs> turn, turn your shit down, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. We're three brothers. All right, I got to clean this up. We're three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Chicka, 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 chicka. I got that. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I cut this listen, guy. It's copyright infringement. We don't, we don't want to get sued. We don't want, you know, I don't want to. Uh, this is like old man on the porch yelling at me, first of all. And then, <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Let's bring it together. Let's bring it together. <laughs> bring it together. Welcome, okay. welcome, welcome to the Whiskey Hue. We're excited today for another episode. Um, this is one that's going to be special. It's going to be very exciting. We have a special guest. Uh, but before we dive into that, we want to just say thank you to all our listeners out there for joining us on the Business Tech and Culture of the Whiskey Hue. Uh, one of the things we like to do is bring new uh, frames of thought, passion, people to, to our audience. So we're excited to introduce a guest and, you know, I know you're wondering who it is, but I'll let Athul introduce our guest because uh, we're going to get right to it. You know, normally we ask each other how we're doing, but you know what? Nothing's changed. So come right into it, Athul. <laughs> All right. Sit back, everybody. Sit back. It gets impressive. All right. So Kim felt it strong. Fix me in line if I need to be fixed. Uh, correct me. CEO of the Strong Foundation, a nonprofit organization that aids and builds awareness around domestic violence and victims. Kim Feltis is a three-time author and has worked as a senior executive as an accountant for three Fortune 100 companies. Told you, she is a CEO of Strong Systems Solutions. Hold up, not done. A fintech company that guarantees IRS, that beautiful, sexy word, IRS compliance for every user. <laughs> Looking at you, Wesley Snipes. Kidding. So topics to be covered. Um, we're going to get into... We're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, so I said all these impressive things about her. We're going to let her clean it up in a moment. Um, and I'm just going to say this, right? Because I've known Kim enough now. I can say this. She knows where I'm coming from. Oh. She's done all of this. And she come in, comes in looking like that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, millions of listeners across the globe. Kim String, Kim Strong looks fabulous, right? Beautiful lady. It looks like she left Destiny's Child, launched a solo career, walks red carpets only. <laughs> and I know you enough to be saying this. I'm comfortable enough that I'm, I'm being complimentary, not creepy. You should know that. You know that by now, right? Well, uh, so it's just a thin line. It's a thin line. <laughs> so every time, no, but every time we chat, um, Kim, you're just a good soul. I appreciate that. So mama and daddy, great job. Boom. Hand it over to you. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Uh, we want to kick it off. Let our listeners know. How did you get to where you are today? Tell us, you know, tell your origin story. Tell us the beginning. We'd love to, you know, start off there uh, and dive in deep. Okay, so I am Kim Feltis. I am from Dallas, Texas. Represent Cowboys. Woo, woo, woo. No, no Cowboys. Okay, all right. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I am an accountant. Um, I got my degree in accounting. I had worked for three Fortune 100 companies, like Atul said. Um, I left corporate America in 2014 um, to start my own company. So I started Strong System Solutions, which is an accounting program that keeps uh, all the users IRS compliant at all times. Um, I'm still working on that and building that as well. Um, I also have written three books. I'm an author of three books, one called Corporate America and the African-American Woman, Overcoming Stereotypes in the Workplace, um, Girl Today, CEO Tomorrow, and uh, strong resume writing and interviewing tips. So that's me in a nutshell, um, as far as my business side. I moved to LA in 2016 and I launched a um, event. It, back then it was called T-Shirts and Brunch. It's now called Conversations with Kim with co-host mm -hmm. Box. Our first event was for the BET Awards in LA. And so it was such a big hit. We decided to take it on the road and we went to um, the Stella Awards, Essence. We went to Dallas, where I'm from. Um, and then I kind of stopped doing it for a little while. And then the pandemic picked up. Right. And so the domestic violence rate has gone up. It skyrocketed, um, which caused me to um, want to bring this event back again. 
and that's where we are today. Absolutely. Sounds amazing. We're going to dig deep and into that later because, yeah. No, I think it'd be great to dig into that because remember from our conversation, you were saying, like, educate males on some of this too. And we'll, we'll delve into that later on because some things that we just don't, we're not aware of until somebody's told, tells us, slaps us on the right. head and tells us. Absolutely. Poor choice of words in that. Uh, context. Anyway, <laughs> oh. shit, shit. Go ahead, Clyde. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Kim, this is this is great. Thank you for the, the great introduction. And us being the Whiskey Hue, we'd like to start off um, our conversations with business, tech, and culture. But we wouldn't be the Whiskey Hue if we didn't talk about our drink of the day. As our special guest, we want you to talk to us about what you picked. Uh, we're going to be sipping on it. You told us in advance. We uh, went out and got a, a bottle of it, and uh, we're going to be sipping together. And, um, you know, as the time goes on, the show will get better. Um, and, and then at the end, what we like to do is we like to give a review of the, the, the alcohol of choice that you're going to be introducing to our guests. Tell us, you know, we like, we like to say, should we sip it? Should we buy it? Or, you know, something else or, you know, give a little flavor on how it tastes, some of the flavor notes. Um, so introduce your drink of the day and, uh, let our listener know, you know, why you decided to pick that one. So I chose Don Julio tequila. Mm, mm, okay. Uh-oh. I chose that because I love to sip and take my time. And tequila, I take my time and I sip. So I know we have a show today, so I'm just relaxing and taking my time. Amazing. Amazing. So Don Julio tequila is what we're going to be sipping on today. We have the whiskey hue still, but, you know, sometimes we like to sip on a little uh, something else when our guests want to show us a, a thing or two. So, uh, so, so road, man. <laughs> right, right, right. I like it. We're about so, to change it just the liquor, liquor hue. <laughs> <laughs> that, we're not changing any of the branding. So, uh, <laughs> so what? So one of the things we want to do is we want to we want to dive into the uh, dive into the show. Uh, so you know, I think where we want to go with this is um, Athul, jump off. Kim, what's going on in your life? Clyde, Anthony, we'll do something quick. I'm gonna say something for Clyde and Anthony. No, Anthony and Kim, actually. So Bill and Melinda Gates are separating after 27 years of marriage. So I'm married. Clyde's married. Take your shot, Anthony and Kim. Just playing. I will say one thing. For, for a hot second, I was really trying to figure out where you were going with that. We're talking about we're talking about Kim here. And then you talk, brought up Bill and Melinda Gates. Shoot and your shot. Like, what's going up? Keep All right, I got to bring Let's Clyde. Go. I'm glad I'm glad Clyde's here for this because um, I appreciate we're going to talk about this event of yours, It's which is a beautiful event. And it's coming up next week. I shared the digital flyer with Clyde and Anthony because I was excited. Right. Oh, First yeah. reaction. This Clyde's like dope okay. event. Second reaction. Damn, Athul, if you're any further down on the page, you'd be on the back. (laughs) 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 So this is my reaction. I'm like, first, okay, it's Vivica Fox, Eva Marcel, Hill Harper. I don't expect to near about the the top, but yeah, that shit was kind of (laughs) funny. So I'm going to ramp up my OnlyFans page, just like Anthony, so I can get to the third line next year. Just like next year. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, you're going to go up a level or two. (laughs) One level. All right. Anyway, let's get to it um we're going to talk about so we're going to uh, our audience is in for a treat because we're going to talk about two two distinct things first of all we're going to dig into the accounting firm it's still called strong solutions strong system solutions and strong foundations that's why i went with that and then we're going to work into some of the exciting people you've worked with celebrities whoever else you've done some amazing things uh, and it has some great stories and then the second thing we're going to do is the conversations with kim event uh which is coming up baller guest and the you know it's amazing what you put together and you're kind of revisiting it. And I love it. And it's well needed, as you mentioned. So let's go first. Uh, let's go into your background. Give us how the accounting firm came about and then just jump into then parlay that into the, some of the people you work with. because You have some interesting stories. Well, OK, so let me start by my father is a mathematician. Okay. When it came to numbers, I always said I wasn't going to deal with numbers, but I end up in accounting. Um, my father's also a pastor. Oh, so he asked me to come in and help him rebuild his accounting department within the church. So I looked for an accounting software that they could use, found out there was none. Yeah. So the company first um, started out with helping religious organizations um, become IRS compliant. So I applied my corporate experience mm-hmm. to that. And I, I was able to start that company. So I started off there and now we've transitioned into 
listen, influencers, entrepreneurs, um, small businesses, corporations, individuals. Um, so, and, and we've learned here recently that even the social media apps, um, like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they need help as far as with their influencers on, you know, how to 1099 them and everything else and make sure they're IRS compliant. So we're tapping into that field as well. So I'm really excited um, about the transition with Strong System Solutions. I feel like um, I kind of just had my foundation there with that church setting. And now I've kind of grown into um, the other parts of the industries. And this is a pure and that now what you're doing, the Strong System Solutions, pure fintech play. Pure fintech. Explain that because that's that's huge for our audience. They love this space. So, I mean, so this system, so I've, I've used a multitude of systems, right? Yep. So I'm very familiar with SAP, PeopleSoft, you know, Microsoft Dynamics and all that good stuff. And so um, I've been, and I'm not bragging, but I've been deemed an innovator when it comes to accounting. Um, so FedEx gave me the Innovator of the Year Award, and I was the first accountant to actually receive that award. Wow. Um, because how can you become innovative as an accountant? I know. Very good point. Very good point. Very sexy field. <laughs> but I really, I literally come in and I um, just make sure that the processes are simple and simplified as much as possible. Okay. And so that's always been my approach. And I use that approach with my company. So my company literally is the first system, financial system that has an IRS audit tool that's pending, patent pending right now. Um, so this tool basically with a click of a button will make sure you do a self audit within the cell in the system and your finances to make sure that you are in compliance. If you're not in compliance, it'll alert you and tell you how you're out of compliance and how to get back into compliance. Um, it has a document management system to house all of your financials, to house all your important mm-hmm. documents, um, so you can house that within the system itself instead of having a separate uh, shared drive, um, but everything's centrally located. You can also sign documents in there within that uh, module, okay. save documents, whatever you want to do. Um, we have a project management tool as well to help you manage all of your, your projects um, uh, within your organization. So it'll help you track expensive expenses and, you know, keep in contact with your contractors if you needed some type of permit or whatever else you need uh, to finish that project, that tool will help you stay on track, um, especially finance, financially. So then you have your accounting module, you have a banking system that integrates with your bank. You know, um, there's so many things we're going to do with the banking module. I can't really talk about it right now because it's not protected, but there's so many things um, with the banking module that would interact with the accounting module that would cause um, less work um, for for the accountants or the users. And so it'll basically be a self um, reconciliation um, within your system, with okay. your bank, with your with your accounting modules. So, I mean, it's, it's very complex. That's why it's taken a while <laughs> because everyone is like, oh, my God, this is so much. But um, I know what uh, companies are looking for. I know what they need. I know where the weaknesses are, especially when companies acquire other companies. You have 10 different systems that you're using, so you can't request your numbers. The numbers are not as trustworthy. And so um, I wanted to have everything housed in one place to make sure that the integrity of the financials are protected. Having worked on the data side of this early, early in my career. So you need to trust that the input of Good info going in, gets you great data on the back end, right? Gets it out. So your interface is built as such where it's pretty, how much training has to go into that? I'm just curious because this sounds like a dope solution. It's not a lot of training. It's just hard. It's a lot to build. You know what I mean? It's hard because it makes it easier for the user, right? So it it makes it extremely user friendly. So there's a lot of work on the back end um, to ensure that everything is automated, is working properly and that the, you know, that the user can trust that the automation, that that the uh, audits are um, working properly. And is this, and the product itself, is it more for the accountant bookkeeper to manage or say such, like you mentioned earlier about influencers who, who want to use the product, they can use it themselves or is it best for someone who's actually the professional within that space? We want it for anyone can use it, right? Okay. To eliminate the need of using a CPA so much, you know what I mean? Um, and that's why the IRS audit tool is very important because it'll eliminate that. It'll help you, you know, it, it costs, it cut down costs in accounting because accounting 
costs, or as we know, <laughs> are can yep. be pretty high. Um, so influencers can definitely use it. And there be tier levels as well. So if you have influence or, or an individual who wants to use it, there's a certain, you know, tier that they have. And it's, it's easier for them to use versus a, a, a major corporation. Okay. I love it. So and then you've worked. So just so I want people to sign up and get get your get your solution. Right. So what scale? So small to large, what, what size companies typically get the best max maximizer utilization of this? Right now, I would think the medium, small to medium sized companies right okay. now, just where we are right now. Um, later on, the, the big corporations will be able to utilize it as well. Um, but I think because everything is housed in one place. Yeah. And uh, you can you can trust the integrity. The IRS is actually testing it to approve it because they're going to give their stamp of approval as well. Nice. Um, so having that backing is going to reassure every user that, hey, I don't have to depend on my CPA as much. Um, I could trust this system and, 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 and walk away knowing that I, I've done everything I need to do. So I'm not going to name names because some accountants I've worked with. Right. So I talk to them three, four times a year. Right. Because there's somebody say, hey. What's going on for, what do I got to set up this year for next year? Got to recalibrate this, that, whatever. Okay. I'll drop them a nice heartfelt email. How you been? How's the family? Boom, boom. I'll be like, I'll get a one line, one word response. Like, okay. Man, come <laughs> on. Give me some personality. I like that you have a personality, which is great. That's where I was going. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, Kim, uh, uh, you know, you've known this guy for a little bit. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll start, he'll start with a, a story and then you're like, where is he going with this? And then, I'll take you to a good place every and then, time. And then, and then you get a little nervous because you don't know where this is about to land. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, damn. Uh, just wanna, anyway, go ahead. So tell us some, you've had some interesting clients, right? Can, uh, wh- whoever you can share, whatever you can share, some interesting yeah. stories, maybe some clients. Tell us about it. Well, when I was living in L.A., I became the go-to person. And I can't say too much, but I was the go-to person to help um, a lot of these celebrities who were in trouble. Oh, um, celebrities whose um, bank accounts were garnished, you know what I mean? And they're like, mm. oh, you know what I mean? So um, I have helped a number of people, but um, I used to work for Live Nation. And oh, okay. So I did tour accounting for Beyonce and Lady Gaga, Usher, um, YouTube. Right who else? Tony Braxton. Oh, let's talk numbers. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <She's> a, <laughs> that's for, for for our, for our listeners. Uh, I should have saw her face when she when when Cool said let's talk numbers. Uh, she that's was looking dope. at you like we were crazy. Uh, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Uh, and I can only imagine uh, the the structure of some of those those deals itself. Um, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot uh, of money poured into those those artists. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. I'm sorry. So go ahead. But it's odd. The payouts are odd, right? And it would be, you know, you see this. I think you and I had this conversation with maybe with someone else where, let's say, especially for those artists, right? You know, they do something today. It airs three months from now. They get paid nine to 12 months after that. I've seen this happen. Uh, with blockchain technology, if you, was that you and I, we were talking about this? You can, yeah. you do something today, you get paid tomorrow. That's where they are aiming. So we're looking at some companies that invest in that space because okay. I've experienced it, right? So, uh, it could be it could be a dope solution. So have you ever thought about that? Like we are a tech tech enabling show. So have you ex- ex- thought about putting your thing on the blockchain? It's going to be cloud based, I'm assuming. Right? Oh, that's actually kind of dope. Yeah. I mean, because then it's just quickly time stamped and you get quicker movements. You get pay in, pay outs quicker. Right. Um, that's that's a long term. That's a that's a huge play to undertake as well. Initially. Yeah. Uh, dope. Dope. Uh, that's that's exciting. And then tell us. OK. Oh, you got something? No, no, anything, no, no, no. Anything else you want to tell us about this? The company right now? One thing I've learned as well is with artists is that I think the most advantage, the position that has the most advantage are the writers. Mm-hmm. Oh. So if I had a choice between being an artist, a producer or a writer, it would definitely be a writer. Yeah. Um, I used to also work for Universal Music Publishing and literally Neil Diamond, <laughs> when he makes it a month, yeah. I would in my lifetime. <laughs> off of, off of yeah. like two or three songs that are still killing it, right? It, Neil really. Diamond probably makes still in a month $10 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to, so I tried to do a piece of music that I, I tried for our intro, you're going to hear when we put this out, we, we put, we insert the music, right? When it's fully produced and all that edited out. I tried to get my, one of my songs that I tr- created, talk to my agent. It's a 50, 50 split. I'll mm-hmm. put it out there. I know. I'll just tell you for the publishing and writing. So he said, yeah, you can pay it, pay up front 
and then you'll get your 50 back. I keep my 50. That's cool. That's the way the business is. But I'm like, I'm the one that spent four and a half weeks creating that goddamn song, right? Yeah. So, so we just went on that, uh, some, some joint and got a song for a lot less. So, and, um, but it's dope. But yeah, writing and publishing is where it's at. Last choice between being a producer, writer, and artist, <laughs> I would be a, a, a writer first, a producer next, and then the artist. And it's all relationships, right? It's all, it's all like who you know, kind of like there's some great writers that, yeah, get it. Some don't, right? So it yes. is, it's cool. Well, so, so, out of, you, out of the selection that you stated, the writer, producer, artist, right? Out of the three, from a from an accountant perspective, why why writer? You know, I'm just I. Why I'm just they, to- first of all, their money is um, it lasts longer. There's 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 what you call it, like an annuity almost. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, Neil Diamond is still making money to this day. Mm-hmm. Universal, they're they're cutting him checks. Um, every month, YouTube, everybody's cutting him checks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So being a writer and having that, I don't know, for some reason they get, they get the most points. The artists get the least points. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely true. So, so um, I would definitely be a writer first. If I had that talent, I would be a writer first. So you would see like the ushers of the world would have to, they would have to, or the Drakes of the world and they're, they're dope enough to do it. They would have to sell millions and millions and millions. Whereas a independent artist would have to maybe sell a fraction to make, Somewhere near the ballpark, right? Because there's so many people in the pot of that. Um, so from an accounting, so another thing is just to tie it all together. I think the whole, the accounting is the alignment of it all, but the, the standards are set by the industry, the recording industry, how the writer, they just made the writer because, and we've discussed this, the writer was the one that was, that was the they easiest to control. It's the sing if the, if the, yeah, if the yeah. writer write the song. So, it's, yeah, and, they, and they, act, they treat them like royalty. Honestly, I've seen it. Producers and writers. Um, the artists get the short end of the stick. They, yeah. really, um, they have to eat all the costs that comes with, you know, producing the song. The writer don't eat up the costs for production. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The artists. Um, so, yeah, I think the artist, artistry, when I started working in the music business, um, I noticed how much the artists weren't really as respected. Mm. They are not. They are no. not. Respected. I mean, no. the, I've seen producers get million dollar advances over. And I have, I've had to, you know, actually take care of that over the artists. So, yeah. And share, share this story. So there's another story. We, we've seen it firsthand where like, OK, so we, we give Kanye the Timberlands of the world, the best producers in the world, all the credit. Right. Our team used to knock heads with Tim- Timberland. Um, I, he was, I, I ripped a lot of his stuff. I, I, I love oh. it because he's one of the best. And I, you know, they know it, <laughs> but no, because it was a syncopation that was in my time. But here's the thing. So Timberland, he was set his style early. And then when he gets big enough, he's got 20 engineers working for him. Right. He just comes in and lays a final touch. He gets yeah. all the credit for it. But that's, that's how you get to that sass. You put in your dues. Right. It's kind of like, let's in our world, back in our world, you're the managing director of the fund. Versus you were the analyst earlier. You're putting in the time and the managing director gets all the credit, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So um, Beyonce does it. She, uh, if a writer presents a song to her, she's going to take most of the writing credit. <laughs> yeah. But it's Beyonce. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that song is going to be a hit. So, yep. And you let it, you let it ride. Cool. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into the conversations with Kim, this event. And it's beautiful. The flyers look amazing. I mean, everything I've been hearing about it, your publicist, they're throwing some good stuff out there. Uh, let's go into it. Let's tell okay. us how it's set up and why your why with it. And then what, what could we as males and female partners help you achieve? So conversations with Kim again, um, it is really building awareness around domestic violence and sexual abuse. I am a survivor myself. Um, so it's a topic that's very near and dear to me. Um, I take it very seriously. Um, so uh, back at, again, in L.A., I started this in L.A. in 2016. And Vivica Fox heard my story of surviving. And she vowed to me that she would always, you know, have my back. And if I ever needed her and used her platform um, just to let her know. And she has really held her word to that for all these years. So I'm very appreciative for Vivica Fox. Um, for keeping her word. Um, but, you know, honestly, I wanted to have a place this time around for both men and women to come and to gain knowledge, not just around domestic violence, but all topics, you know, as, as far as the world right now mm-hmm. that we live in. Um, we do have a room or a stage, I want to say a stage called um, Men Versus Women oh. Perspectives on Domestic Violence. Mm. Mm. 
Um, I have a young man from Dallas. He's a friend of mine. His name is Norris J. He's a gospel rapper in Dallas. Um, but he has a story of him and his wife who he abused in the first part of his marriage. Um, they've been together 20 years now. Um, and he's very transparent about his abuse with her. Um, and he talks about why he did it, what place he was in, you know what I mean? And how he was, you know, healed from those situations. And, you know, now him and his wife, they're, they're an awesome couple. So I'm happy to have him on the platform because that that's a different, I think, perspective for conversations with Kim this year around is that I'm having men on the platform because I believe everyone needs to hear both sides. Hmm. Um, because it's not, we're, in, we're not here to lay blame on anyone. You know what I mean? It's just understanding because at the end of the day as well as a victim, I had to come to terms with myself on why was I in this situation? Why did I allow it? You know what I mean? I wasn't held hostage. You know, I could have left at any time. Um, but what was it inside of me that stayed in that situation? Right. So it's about everyone taking an internal look inside to say, OK, what can I do to change instead of blaming or and, and I don't want people to have a victim's mentality. I want them to take a stand for themselves and say, I deserve better. And I'm going to seek the help that I need to get out of these situations. That way I won't have to run into this situation again. I've seen, and this is me, and this is being, I was ignorant to a lot of this until I've, I've kind of was exposed to just some articles and just saw a special on it once that I didn't know. So, so maybe I think 90% of the cases are females being abused. Maybe 10% are males being victimized, right? So a lot of it is the one, the person who's the victim often believes it's their, their fault. Yeah. Right. So they internally justify it in that regard. And that's why sometimes they stick around. And I never even thought of that concept. I just thought, okay, one person is being mm-hmm. extra, extra, whatever, and then taking it out on someone else because they're dealing with their own thing, but they don't know. They, they're not going to reflect. They're going to take it out on someone else. Um, I've seen people be verbally abusive like that, but I've never seen it next level. Not, I, you know, not, not really. But then th- that's the thing, right? Where they, they blame themselves. Oh, they're doing that to me because this is my fault. I brought or, it on myself. Or, and that's- or it could be, you know, we grew up in dysfunction yeah. all our lives. Yeah. So that's yeah. just normal. Yeah. You know, um, we don't know what love really is because we've never had it. You know, so there's, there's a multitude of reasons why people stay. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we got to get to, like, the root cause instead of just staying surface level and say, oh, I was abused. You know, and, and just really having the conversation on why. You know what I mean? From both sides. And I think it's important for everyone to hear both sides. I think the men need to hear. I think the women need to hear. And let's come to a resolve and educate our children so we won't have another generation of continuous abuse. You know what I mean? Let's have these conversations now to stop it. Yeah. So there are cultural issues. You know, I, you know what I was saying about uh, around domestic violence. It's it's embedded in a lot of cultures. And, you know, offline we talked and it's not just some cultures, it's all cultures. All of and, them. Yeah. And what I think you're doing, Kim, what, you, what you're doing around bringing men to the table um, to really talk through their thought process and possibly, you know, understand where where it's wrong, where how we how we can course correct is huge because that's I think what's going on. You you hear, and I've been um, I'm blanking on the foundation's name here in New York. That our so our friend Nicole, you know, Safe Horizons is, mm-hmm. a, is a foundation that focuses on uh, domestic violence towards women, and to correct that in our society, we have to have the conversation with men, right? Mm. The, it, it, it's like it's if men are the ones, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like the, the statistic about ninety percent abuses are, are you know abuses towards women, but that ten percent, you know, men getting abused, but men need to figure out why they're doing it. Yeah. And you, we can't just, we just can't always focus on the victim and how to get them better. We had to get to the person who's inflicting the pain Absolutely. and working on them. Um, but you know what? A lot of times the abuser was abused. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we have to, you know, look at it from that angle and offer some level of, I don't know, grace, not grace mm-hmm. that excuse it, but grace to heal. And sure. to figure out, you know, what it is in them that's causing them to behave this way and allowing them to explore that, you know. So that's why I don't want it to be a bashing session, you know what I mean, of, oh, we like men and we don't, you know what I mean? It's nothing like that. Um, I want everyone to come to the table with an understanding of each other. Well, so, the, I, yeah. the idea of a safe space, 
Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, as, a, as, as, as Thor mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, men are very ignorant, um, towards it up to a, up to a point now. And I think in, in, in our, in the past couple of years, we've become more, it's become more for, you know, right in front of our face to kind of learn more about it. But for a man to sit down and see where he is wrong, mm. that's, and then have a space where he can do that. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I applaud you for putting this on. And, and, and that's why and, I have Norris on because he's so transparent about his story. That's yeah. big of him to come we, on. That's we, huge. Yes, that's huge. Mm. We transparency to say, you know what, this man not only struggled with that, but he overcame it. Mm. And he's not ashamed to talk about it. And he's here to help. You know what I mean? He's here to at least use his story as an example of how you can beat this. You don't, no pun intended. Oh, how you can get through this. Yeah. All three of us did it. So I don't have to edit this. All right, we're so good. All so right. the, the one other thing I want to tell <laughs> So it's not a, it's not a light switch thing, right? It's, no. it's a, it's a, it's a long-term quote unquote fix of sorts, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's I also, you know, applaud when I said applaud for you to put this, put it on for men to come there, but it's a, you know, applaud you for doing the event as a whole, right? Because regardless of gender, who's coming to the event, mm. it takes a lot of courage to show up to talk about this. And, and what, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and put it on a spectrum of degree of pain, but regardless, any kind of pain, or if just showing up there to try to learn some more about anything, even if that's not a part of your life, just to learn is a huge, huge thing. And I, again, applaud you to, for doing this because as you mentioned, you. we're just coming out of a pandemic. I, Mm. They talked. I remember the conversation starting about that possibility in March of last year, April last year. Uh, people yeah, we, we talked about it on the pod. Yeah, yeah, we did, and and that was a scary, this very scary thing about scary. that yeah. negative side. And right. who knows what soft ass Bill Gates was doing back in that pandemic, right? Right? <laughs> who knows, right? Who but knows? So, I'll tell you, in one of your mission statements in this is, hey, bring awareness to the whole situation. So. So I have all male cousins besides three females and they're, they're well-respected, but we, we didn't, we don't, we don't know there's jargon that flies. We don't know. And we don't know that side of it because we haven't seen it as kids. We never saw it in our home. So we didn't see it, but there's a movie of sold that came out. My friend was the executive producer on it. It was about sex trafficking and they would take these girls. They would go to poor families in this happens in our backyard. It's happening in Indiana and Iowa and Illinois. But like this was about Nepal where they took these little girls and they told the poor parents, hey, we're going to take them. She's going to work at our hotel somewhere down south from here. And we're going to send them. And they force them in. And this is at age 8, 9, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And these girls are broken. Mm-hmm. And we're at the point where they tried to rescue them from them. And they didn't know what to do with their lives after being in that world for five years. They break them till they have nothing left. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just to see the beautiful outcomes of it when you actually can get in there. And it's about the body's broken, but you have to fix the mind. Right. Yes. And, and you're doing something similar here. It's, it's beautiful. We need to step up like just to learn more about it, because that's when I started. OK, and this I'm not trying to make this about my thing. But then because what became aware of it, I'm like, oh, shit, I need to do something. Right. So then we started partnering with UN women. We started doing organization. And then that's when I learned that stuff's happening here in America. It's happening everywhere. Uh, everywhere. It's everywhere. a problem. It, yeah. What can we do? Well, how, what else can you know males do to stand up with females? Oh, that's a great question. I think men should use their platforms to build awareness. So use your own personal platform. Um, if you know anyone, another male who's, you know, abusive, you know, reach out to them and, you know, help them as much as you can. You know, um, I think a lot of a lot of these men, like I have sons, you know what I mean? So I had to consider them in my situations and I, I didn't want them to see, you know, these patterns and think it's okay. Um, So, you know, children are affected by this. So, you know, I think that's where we start or, you know what I mean, is with them because they're, they're traumatized when they see this behavior. Um, And all they do is repeat the same thing when they get older because they, they're not able to express the trauma um, Mm -hmm. and they're not able to properly channel it. And so they just do what they've seen to be, you know, happen. And, It comes out in many different ways, not just physical abuse, mental, emotional, financial Mm. abuse is a real big thing as well. Um, So, you know, with my own story, I was a corporate woman and I was going through domestic violence. 
Um, I remember being punched in my eye, literally. And my eye was, my blood vessel shattered. So I had a bloody eye and I had to go to work like that. And being in a corporate environment, it's embarrassing. And they don't know what's going on. I told them my my son headbutted me. I lied to cover Mm -hmm. it up. And I remember someone joking and saying, oh, I can Tina. And it really, and even though they were joking, Mm -hmm. it really, really, you know, hurt. It was, it was bothersome. So working in the corporate world and having to face that was extremely hard to the point where one day I had to escape a situation and all I had to grab was a trash bag and clothes. I just kind of, and I got my sons and we left and I went to a shelter. I literally went to a women's battered sheltered shelter because it was in an undisclosed location. He couldn't find me. Um, and so I stayed there for about a week with my kids and think of is wow like it does not discriminate like you know what i mean like i i was raising a good family i was you know what i mean um Mm. and not saying things are perfect in my family because there's issues there too but um i didn't expect to be in that place in my life so that's why i've i started this initiative and um all the proceeds for the event because we do have donations it's free to attend but we're taking donations but all the proceeds go to what i call the leave strong bag and it's a bag that houses important information for victims. Just mm-hmm. case something pops off and they have to leave quickly. So an extra cell phone with contacts, right? That's important. Because nice. most times they take your cell phone. That's what I experienced. They take your cell phone. An extra set of keys. Most times they take your keys, you know, so put the keys in the bag. Put some cash in there. Important documentation, maybe like your birth certificates or driver's license, whatever. Put that in the bag and then toiletries, whatever else you need and hide it in a location he can't find it. And when something pops off, grab your bag and leave. You know what I mean? Grab your bag, grab your kids, whatever else and leave. And I didn't have that opportunity um, when I was facing what I faced. And so I wanted to make it easier for victims. I can easily say leave. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to be able to help them while they're in that situation and while they're on their journey of healing and leaving. It's beautiful. That, and that's why I said up top, right? Um, every conversation I have with you, you just, you're a great soul. That's why I knew I was leaning to, less towards creepy and more towards complimentary. That's where I was going with the whole thing. Right. But uh, appreciate you being so forthcoming with all this information, right? Because that's what we need to hear. And yeah. I think we should have a follow-up on this. Yeah. Uh, Most event. And let's talk about concrete things next time. Let's come with an agenda. Boom. Let's do this. Yeah. And do that. Like what you just gave us right there, the bag. Never even imagine something like that. So, that, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's, but that's got to be helpful for the people in that in hey, that space. So I would have had that. Oh my god! Because mm. running around, my last incident, I didn't have my keys. I didn't have my um, phone, and I was knocking on neighbors' doors. But it was three o'clock in the morning. Nobody was answering. Wow! It was in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. You know what I mean? So I couldn't walk anywhere. So I was stuck. So I want them to be able to escape safely and not have to worry about gathering things. It's already there. Just go. God bless you. Let's do this again. Okay. Let's and, and I'm saying let's do. We'll you and I. We'll, we'll we'll strategize. Let's get five key points we want people to walk away with and what they can do, and every gender. Like how do you participate? Because this is happening everywhere. Yes. Right. And we have global listeners, millions of global listeners. So we want them to hear us up. Right. <laughs> um, but thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we're going to jump into our final sections. You could tell I'm not the Clyde of this. I, 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 I'm not, not as clean. You're not, you're not the Clyde, but. Kevin, that's this is a it's a heavy topic, yeah. But it's a topic that we have to have, yep. Um, and and we took this is I'm glad we're God, I'm glad we're doing this. Maybe it's so big, man. So big, I am yeah, yeah. And I don't know if y'all know Eva Marcel's a survivor as well. Really, I didn't know that. Oh, she Mm. went a lot, she went through a lot, so yeah. Wow. That's, it's amazing that you had these people lining up to share their stories too. Cause it's, that's hard to share that story. Very, very, um, I meditated a lot on who should participate literally mm. um, even down to you. So, <laughs> you know, so she said down cause I'm way at the end. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks Clyde. Nice. Thank you, Clyde. Nice. Nice. Clyde. Clyde can't give me shine. Wow. No, I have no problems with it. Wow. I have no problems, man. You know hey, I mean? Hill Harper, like that. Eva Marcel, Vivica Fox, they deserve top status. It's, it's, I'll, it's, I'll, I'll get what I can get on that, yeah, on that page. Yeah, I'll take it. It's funny. When he showed us a flyer, we're just like, well. 
Hey, you're on the flyer. <laughs> oh, we had, but listen, we made an additional flyer with Hill Harper and all, you know. So you yeah, know. no, that one's dope too. I appreciate. It. I'm, hey, I have no problems with it. It's funny the guys who are on it have the problems with it. <laughs> I have no problem with it. It really just kind of just. Hey, I've been exposed less and called more by people close to me. I have, I'm cool with what you gave me. That's cool. I'm, and I just want the conversation to be help, impactful, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be dope. You and I were chatting about that when uh, Anthony took a 10-minute break, whatever he was doing. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, cooking a pizza? Shit. <laughs> you, you delivering for Uber? What are you doing over there? Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get into this. Oh, we had this section called Shit You Should Know. Oh, and it's your favorite piece of content. Just not your favorite, like something that you're watching, reading, something you're experiencing right now in organization. You want to highlight anything that you want to share with us? Uh, give it to us. I must not have prepped you for that portion of it. My my, apologies. I got you for everything else. You did. I forgot this section. I forgot That's that not, section. So shit, I sh- shit, you should know. Okay. Yeah. Do you want Before Anthony you to go, go first? No, no, then you cool, can- cool. <laughs> oh damn! This week, this week, this week, I am I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, uh, on the on the loss side when this shit you should know. Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna do. I feel like we just recorded yesterday, and I'm like I'm out of shit. You should know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm gonna highlight your organization. Yes, there you go. I'm gonna highlight your organization. Strong foundation. And and strong system solutions. Let's let's give it and and you know um, work on that name change. I guess for the Feltis <laughs> back to Feltis because that's that's on me. That was your publicist. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, no, I get it. I, I'll, can, may I highlight one more thing? Um, there's a someone's thunder podcast. Uh, these are two celebrities that run this. They are these. Um, one is a casting Stephanie Clapper. She's a Clapper casting. One is Angela Pierce. She's a dear friend's girlfriend. She's and she's dope. I, I really adore her. She's on Manifest, the NBC show right now. They okay. have their own podcast. Okay. And they invited they invited me on, right? Nice. And I'm like, what am I doing on your podcast? We talked about a little bit about my music career, kind of like what you and I just did, Kim. Okay. Um, we talked about that. We talked about Netflix. We talked about Love Jones and how that movie impacted me. How Harry when Harry met Sally, Scarface. Rocky, all these movies impacted me. And then and then Love Jones was big for me because of the music that I told you about, Maxwell, all the, all those things, right? Um, and they're great. And they're good souls, it's just like you, Kim. Check that podcast out. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So, so, all right, so that's my – okay, since we went down to check other people's podcasts out, one, check ours out. That's one thing for shit you should know. Make sure you pass it on to your friends. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, listen, we – we're, we talk about the startup space and we talk a lot about the financial side of it. We talk about, you know, what other some great startups like having Kim on um, and other tech companies, et cetera. But one one podcast I do like to highlight, I want to highlight is uh, Starting Greatness by uh, his name's Mike Maples Jr. He gets into these, he, you know, they're 30 minute episodes, but he talks about people who are starting their own business, um, their own mm-hmm. tech company. And he gives nuances, right? How the network effect that Peter Thiel talks about, but he talks about it in a different way, and it's great insights into how you should think about when you how you should think about structuring your business and, and mm. strategizing your business when moving forward. Um, great podcast, and then on top of that, you know, like what says on purpose. Another podcast. I have a list of like ten podcasts that I, uh, I'm subscribed to. Of course, Whiskey Hue, um, and it's uh, by Jay Shetty. Um, yeah, I know that dude. Great. Great podcast when it comes down to looking at yourself, meditation, improving yourself as a whole. Um, so it's a great podcast to look at uh, or to listen to. Excuse me. Um, so that's my shit. You should know. Um, he's, go ahead. He's on this like whole like he's got he's a South Asian dude with these pretty ass eyes. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm like, damn, I, I, I gotta get those. They're like blue gray. I'm like, dude, he's don't look at me, man. It's gonna be like Prince looking at you. I don't know what's gonna happen. Wow. <laughs> well, that was. Is he that single? Just, look. That just I don't know. He's he's a British dude. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been on a chain with. I, I don't know. He doesn't know me. I know of his podcast, but um, yeah, I've been on a chain with him for a speaking engagement somewhere. But uh, um, I was a little. No, I'm not gonna make a joke. But he's he's dope. He's don't doing some dope thing. He had a book out too, right? Just recently. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, recently. He, you know, it's it's funny. It depends on how you are in your where you are in your life, right? With his podcast, with on purpose. Yeah. It really is about a reflection of of yourself and like looking yeah. into yourself. How do you improve your life? Uh, and it's a, it's a great because he had a great episode two weeks two weeks ago with Will Smith. Mm. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, wow. He's no, he's big. He's big. You know, you, you know when you're big money in your podcast, you get interrupted every 15 minutes to do a commercial. 
Yeah, he's that big. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got Will Smith. Yeah, and he's got Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith, that's amazing. Yeah, hey, so, so Viv- Vivica Fox used to work with Will Smith. Now she worked with Kim Kim Strong over here, Kim Feltis. So boom, right? <laughs> right? I love it. I'm tying, I'm just tying it back, giving you shine. I love but no, that, Anthony, that was very timely. That was very good. I You're like welcome. that. Listen, listen, Man, that's what I do. This guy. Kim. Okay, so I have mine. Um, <laughs> you should know. Everyone should read a book called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Mm. Okay. Now, it's not about money, but it's really about manifestation, manifesting things in your life, the power of thoughts. Mm. It's an amazing book. Mm. I've read it three times, literally. Um, It's a great book. Everyone should read that book. You lost me when you said it's not about money. No, I'm kidding. I I actually want to check that book out. No, but I think books like that once in a while you gotta you gotta tap into it to clean up a little it bit, is, right? To I love that realign, realign, and then one more, like, one oh, more, yeah. Um, it's this lady. Um, she has a platform called Hello Beautiful, yep. by Shannon Ayers. Yeah, um, have you heard of her? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Go it, go, 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 yeah. go. Don't stop. Don't stop. Shannon is amazing. Um, I love her spirit. When I did an interview with her, um. And I did, I, I wanted to shout her out because someone told her her platform was too small and that um, really, yeah, yeah. And so I really felt bad about that. And I I don't feel like any platform is small or big. I just feel like it's exposure. Um, so I wanted to shout her out because I wanted to encourage her to keep going. But she has an amazing spirit and she's an amazing platform for women. I love it. No, good. Those are great. All right. That's good ones. Funny. Everyone came. All right. So give us a story. So we're going to get into our liquor of the day. Your Julio de, da Julio tequila. Uh, you picked it probably because of the other half of Anthony. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Right. Cinco de Mayo, man. We got to celebrate you, bro. It's not Mex- <laughs> it is not the Mexican independence. It is Asian History Month, but and Clyde's not even here to shun my Asianness, right? So I can celebrate. <laughs> Damn, uh, I, anytime I bring hey, up anything about hey, Brown, hey. he's like, no, this is black. <laughs> this is black podcast. <laughs> like, damn. Oh, he's not even here, so it's no fun. I need him here to for me to say that. All right. Um, tell us about Don Julio. The, and what, what's this, what's the reason that you fell for uh, you fell in love with this drink of choice? Um, because again, I can chill with it. It's it's mm. it's, it's literally a drink. I could chill all night. I don't have to drink it real fast. I'm just you know what I mean. I'm sipping on it, and then I get my little buzz. So <laughs> my buzz, I'm like I'm chilling, and it's a great chill drink. I'm 43 now. I don't want to have to get drunk really fast. I want to kind of get. <laughs> you want to get drunk really slow. I want. I want <laughs> I'm classy drunk. Classy drunk. <laughs> I want to wake up like damn, whatever. <laughs> like you don't wake, you don't, you don't wake up like you, uh, after those kind of nights. You don't wake up as fast. You don't wake up as you used to. Yeah, that's mm. it. those days are those days are long gone. Oh, I can't do the the quick thing anymore because it takes me three or four days to recover. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like to just, yeah. I had an investor meeting last night and I said, I had to do something for Anthony. I said, you know what? This is probably going to come in the morning, maybe later morning. Uh, but I did get it out last night. I did. did. I came you home did. buzzing. No, I, like, I, I, missed, this out for Anthony. I missed a whole pitch day. Oh. Talking with my friends. Literally. That's hilarious. Probably yeah, six. That's great. Yeah. So. Did you say six months ago or six years yeah. ago? Six months ago. Oh, this is recent. All right. So I'm going to say this, Don Julio, because my friend introduced this to me. Uh, when I was in my probably twenties, maybe thirty, early, this is like at least 17, 18, 20 years ago, right? Um, and she's and she was a sipper of it, and I didn't understand it with tequila because I just understood at that age, boom, right? You got to take yeah. a shot. <laughs> but yeah. um, I get it with this one, you can sip it because it's got that, Ooh. it's got that flavor profile. It's just smooth. It's smooth. It's not harsh, right? Yeah. And Clyde was here, he'd be like, it's like a botanical garden. He's all yeah, soft with his explanation. Yeah, <laughs> listen, Kim, if you haven't listened to some of the other episodes where he describes, okay. he, okay. he describes alcohol, I, you know, he's like he's making the, love. He's I'm also sure. the marketing guy out of the three of us. Oh, we can't do that to Clyde. He's not even here. Yeah. All right. But, but John Julio for me was actually one of my first, all right, I want to say my first tequila drink, uh, drinks because. I probably had tequila. It was some back, well shit. You can back, admit it. That's yeah, fine. Back, back in college. <laughs> but taking it back. Uh, but I had Don Julio first when I was hanging out somewhere in the city. And uh, my friend's friend, he was uh, one of those marketing reps. So it would, you, know how to, you know how you go to places where they, uh, they have the free bottles? Uh, and you get the free drinks because he was a Don Julio rep. And we uh, drank it. And I was, first I was like, ah, mix that with lemonade. <laughs> mix it with this. <laughs> And then you sip on it. Um, 
I, I wasn't sipping on it straight that night. I just took as many drinks as I could down to keep, to keep that oh. buzz going. But now <laughs> it, it is definitely one of the drink tequila, right? It is to drink it slow. You can't like vodka. Take it back to the head because you don't okay. want to take that. Yeah. <laughs> but tequila, this is uh, this is actually one of the smoother ones. Yeah. And you know, like I, I like I like how we we're, we got new we got new liquor on our show. Yeah, it's funny because we get we all our guests always bring a whiskey. Okay. Or, or or like, but we've had now we've had rum. We had rum last week. We got tequila this week. We had a gin and t- we had Hendrix gin. Yep. Which is my favorite. Uh, gin and um a couple weeks ago. So we we got we're hitting the gamut. I like it. All right. I love like it. Our, we're going to change our name. I hate oh. it. Love it. No, hey, hey, no, hey, no. Clyde spent three and a half minutes on that marketing material, right? We, we can't, can't make that dude do another two. That's five minutes right there. <laughs> oh, man, it's no fun when Clyde's not here. Talking smack about him behind his back. It's just, I know, it's, it's not fun. I need, I need people here for that. I'm a, I'm a transparent cat. I want them to know I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Tim, this has been great. I, I really appreciate you. Yes, thank y'all so much. I, think, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, cool. I, I want you. We, we're going to have to bring you back on. We got to. Oh. I think we got to. We got to split all those topics up to separate. Yes, separate things. absolutely. Uh, um, and we can spend we can spend uh, two or three episodes on each one. Hey, of these I'm topics. ready. Let um, me and and let let a fool get his you know let him drink a little bit more. <laughs> now start, now start, now start talking music and and and. It, oh. <laughs> I, was, I want to I do was, that with you. I want to I was, do that with you. I was, yeah. ready to, I was ready to go down a rabbit hole. Talk once I brought the question up about writing. I was about to ready. I was ready. Oh, to go we could do that. Hole. We got a B side. Let's go, baby. I can do that all day because I did it. I'm getting. I'm still getting paid every three months from it. Anyway, I oh, should say that. All right. Um, hey, let's no, we should do that. Episode. I didn't know you were interested in it. You're interested oh, in that? Yeah. Okay. No, you. I know Kim is because Kim and I've chatted about. We need to close this episode out. No, but you know what, Kim. Kim, we should tell them. I, I want to do like a six to eight episode, just a f- in and out finite series with you. We get in some of our influential people yeah. in their second acts. We talked about doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So in their second act. So it could be athletes or celebrity, whatever they are, and their second, well, how they are investing now, whether it's time or money, whatever they're doing. I think that'd be a beautiful thing. We talked about this. Um, cool. Thank you so much. Amazing Thank to have you, you on. Guys. I, I love you. you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Tool. You know, I appreciate you. Of course. Of course. All right. You too. <laughs> nice to meet you. Same here. This is the, hold on. This is the Whiskey Hue. This is the Whiskey Hue. Peace. Peace. Peace.